Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, your host of the Staying Healthy Today Show. This is a show where we bring you key experts in the fields of nutrition, prevention, integrative and lifestyle medicine, review the medical literature, and we review case studies. Today's show topic is Radiant Health and Ageless Beauty, Dr. Christine Horner's 30-day program to extraordinary health, beauty, and longevity. Dr. Horner is a board-certified plastic surgeon, author, health advocate, natural medicine expert. In fact, I interviewed Dr. Horner back in 2012 on her advocacy for breast cancer. And then at that time, she was a best-selling author of Waking the Warrior Goddess, Dr. Christine Horner's program to protect against and fight breast cancer. And so now, looks like there's a new book coming out, Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty, Dr. Christine Horner's 30-Day Program to Extraordinary Health, Beauty, and Longevity. And is it March 9th, the launch date? That's correct. Are you excited? How long does it take you to do? Oh, my God. <laughs> so this was a pregnancy. I wanted my tubes tied afterwards and <laughs> shaved years off my life. And, you know, oh, my God. Yeah. So it took, we're going to say it took a year, you know, to do it. But, uh, you know, writing a book is not easy, let me tell you. So why did you write this book? What? Why Radiant Health well, Agency? you know, <laughs> what's kind of interesting is that, uh, gosh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, uh, before I wrote Waking the Warrior Goddess, this was the book I was going to write because it's really um, a culmination of, you know, all the areas of my uh, expertise, which is um, I'm certified in Ayurveda, uh, the traditional system of medicine from India, which Ayur means life and Veda means knowledge, so it literally means the knowledge of life and or lifespan, so it's um, of all the traditional systems of medicine, it's the one that really focuses on radiant health and ageless beauty, and then uh, I worked as a plastic surgeon, so I, I, you know, I'm going, well, you know, I was the most highly qualified in the area of rejuvenation in Western medicine as well as that in, in Eastern medicine, so um, it really joins those two together, which is what, you know, I do in my book. I use Ayurveda as a framework with it, and then also uh, include the most, you know, cutting-edge research that's involved as far as, you know, natural approaches. So <clears throat> this was, you know, really my kind of broad area of focus, but when I started writing this book 10 years ago, I stopped and went, wait a minute, you know, I have the information to really end the breast cancer epidemic, and that's like even more important, so I'm going to write that book first. So that's what I did, and then that book really took off, and it, you know, won the best health book of the year, and, you know, was a bestseller, and I ended up doing three editions of it. Uh, the third edition came out a couple of years ago, and I added 150 pages to that one because there's been such an explosion of research in that area. But um, anyway, so that, that happened, and then it was like, okay, now it's time to uh, go back and, and start on this book again, and and get this out. So, well, let's yeah. let, let's backtrack a second, just for a second. Why did you stop practicing as a surgeon, a, a plastic surgeon? Well, um, there's a combination of various different things that were happening at one time. But um, you know, as you practice, your scope gets narrower and narrower. <clears throat> and uh, I was doing a lot of breast reconstructive surgery, and I was noticing that my patients were getting younger and younger and younger until finally I was doing women in their twenties. And I thought, okay, something's like way wrong with this. So I started going through the medical research to see if there was anything that I could find that research shows that women could do to help to lower their risk. And um, I didn't have any idea what I was going to find at that time because uh, I thought pharmaceutical companies sponsored all the research. But when I started looking, and this is uh, 20 years ago, actually, 
Um, I literally found thousands of studies showing exactly why we have a breast cancer epidemic, all the things we're doing to contribute to it, and all the things that we traditionally don't do in this culture that are highly protective. And they were all natural, so food, supplements, herbs, lifestyle choices. So that took me into natural medicine. And then, you know, the serendipity, uh, divine interventions, I think, that happened is that I got introduced to Ayurveda, and then um, I just thought, my God, people really need to know this information because there's so many simple, powerful things that they can do that they have no idea about, so I pitched the television stations in Cincinnati, where I was living at the time, and said, let me be your on-air doctor that does a segment on the newscast talking about complementary and alternative medicine, not about pharmaceutical medications, and this is back in uh, 2000, around that time I did it for three years, and, um, you know, to make television, even a couple of minutes of it takes an extremely long period of time, so I was working literally 14 hours a day, seven days a week to pull off doing television and my my practice and after three years of that I went I can't do this anymore and I had actually started getting bored with just doing the same kind of surgical procedures and also doing you know breast reconstruction I felt like I was on the cleanup crew you know mm-hmm. and and there's definitely uh, you know makes more sense to have it prevented in the first place so at that point I just went you know what I, I quit and I'm you know, going to follow my passion, which is really teaching people about how to become and stay healthy naturally and avoid the knife. So from there, you've done that. That's what I send people to you for, for consult. Or I send them to your website. It's dr. DrChristineHorner.com. Right. Yeah, D-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-H-O-R-N-E-R.com. Yeah, yeah. It's a great website. I send a lot of my patients Thank there to, to just cruise around when they're thinking about, you know, what to do about breast cancer. But so you're going to, this book is on, is it more on beauty or is it more on aging? Anti-aging. It's about how to create extraordinary health. And in doing so, you're also going to look radiantly healthy and beautiful because that's where beauty really comes from within and then, um, and then lengthen your lifespan. So it's on everything that you know, research shows um, statistically makes a significant difference as well as, you know, using the, the core principles within Ayurveda. So uh, I actually start the book a little unusually. So I started with a chapter about love because what research shows is that um, of all the factors that affect our health, more than diet, more than genetics, more than smoking, is if you feel loved and supported, it is the most influential factor, and um, the conversely, if you're in a toxic, you know, or toxic relationships, um, it's the most damaging stress that you can have on your on the human body. So uh, I start with that because it's the most important thing, and it may seem unusual because a lot of times books start with the foods and the supplements and all that kind of stuff, but it's like, you know what, our emotions play an even bigger role. So, um, yeah, I start with the chapter on love and relationships, and the the second one's on stress because, uh, (laughs) you know, stress plays such an enormous role. And then we go into the foods. You you didn't start with the easiest one first. I mean, (laughs) so... Somebody's in a toxic relationship. What happens right. to their beauty and aging? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in I know. So, yeah, and it's, you know, the fortunate thing is, is that um, 
it, there's been so much research in this area, and uh, and there's been so many techniques that have now been uh, developed that are really effective, kind of simple, you know, techniques that you can use for emotional release things. Um, there's tons of relationship courses out there. I've taken a few of them that you know are really extraordinary as far as helping you to have uh, much more evolved, uh, effective conversations and better communication and and everything. So. Um, we have access, you know, to all those things um, everywhere. I mean, there's, they're, they're just everywhere. So I have a lot of, you know, listings of those various different courses and ones that I've done and have personal experience with and everything that can be enormously beneficial. How about, you actually started off the book with Ayurveda. And I know that Ayurveda, that, yeah. yeah, Ayurveda. And I can now get tongue-tied. Um, and obviously that's a core part of you because I've seen it permeate through your work. So yes. tell, uh-huh. tell us... What would be different about Ayurveda versus, oh, I don't know, a general natural medicine doctor doing Western medicine? Well, Ayurveda originates from, where India is now, it's from the Vedic culture, but, um, you know, it's an amazing, you know, really comprehensive holistic system of medicine. Um, Most of the things that you know of as far as complementary and alternative medicine originated in Ayurveda, yoga originated in Ayurveda, you know, the use of herbs, the um, doing meditations and sound therapy, gem therapy. I mean, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, things when you look back, their roots are, you know, within Ayurveda. And uh, just kind of the core concept of it is that Ayurveda says, okay, um, everything affects you. So your thoughts affect you, um, everything you put into your body, um, as far as food, your activities, lifestyle, and so forth. And it's either bringing you into balance or taking you out of balance. Now, if it brings you into balance, then what it does is it enlivens your body's inner healing intelligence which then can keep you completely well. If you do things that take your body out of balance, then it will obstruct the flow of that inner healing intelligence. It can't take care of you then, and then you start to, you know, get breakdowns and and to get sick. So that's kind of the core concept. So like traditional Chinese medicine, the question is not what disease do you have, but who's the person who developed the disease because you could have, you know, 10 people that have arthritis and there'd be 10 different prescriptions for them because what you're doing is reversing the imbalances that occurred and everybody has kind of unique things that they do to create those imbalances. And so um, a lot of the diseases that we think are uh, not curable by Western treatments are easily uh, treated through uh, Ayurveda because we're just reversing those imbalances. So you could have, if you were having good stresses that enlivened you and Mm -hmm. invigorated you, that would be, well, all right, so you write a book and you love writing a book and you love speaking and such. So that could be a good stress, correct? That could be health promoting? I would say speaking, doing interviews is a good stress. Writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm not good at sitting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. speaking of stress busting, then get to chapter three and tell us how you dealt with writing your book and all the other pressures that you have <laughs> and some, techni- some techniques out of your chapter three on stress busting. Sure. So, um, you know, in Ayurveda, one of the fa- fundamental basis of, of uh, minimizing stress is doing an effective stress-reducing technique every day. In fact, this has been recognized in many ancient cultures, you know, where we just have <clears throat> stresses that occur and that in order to minimize the damage effects of having excess amount of stress hormones, then you can do effective stress-reducing techniques. So in Ayurveda, they do meditation. <clears throat> you know, in traditional Chinese medicine, you, you know, uh, Tai Chi or Qigong 
you know, where you see the people out there in those um, <clears throat> in China and the big parks all practicing at one time. And so it was recognized, as I said, in ancient times that it was extremely important to do these effective stress-reducing techniques every day. Well, now we live in a culture that's just out of control stress, right? And so, you know, for me, it's not an option. I mean, everybody should be doing some form of an effective stress-reducing technique every day. So I practice transcendental meditation for the last 20 years. Um, there is somewhere between five and 600 studies that have been done on it that shows that it's the most effective form of meditation to help to alleviate anxiety and, and reduce stress hormones. And, I mean, amazing studies where they found that people who practice this simple 20-minute, you know, twice-a-day mental technique that they cut the risk of virtually every single chronic disease in half and cardiovascular disease by 87%. And it's even been shown to reverse cardiovascular disease. So um, it just, you know, shows how incredibly important it is to do something that is really, it kind of soothes your nervous system and also trains your nervous system to not be quite as reactive as it normally is. So if you have a certain stress that occurs, your body does not produce the stress hormones and the abundance that they uh, normally do. So it really <clears throat> tremendously decreases the, the damage that causes mostly from cortisol and some other circulating uh, stress hormones. So, yeah, super important. So... So 20 minutes twice a day, I was waiting for the time, you know, so uh -huh. so 20 minutes twice a day, but could yeah. someone get benefit from five or 10 minutes twice a day? You bet. Yeah. I mean, anything. I mean, it's just kind of amazing. Even doing breathing exercises, you could be in your car and you can do the alternate nostril breathing. I mean, that's been shown to really balance your nervous system. Um, and, uh, you know, I do more advanced, you know, techniques where I'll actually do a couple hours, you know, a day with it. But even a little bit of a time out, I mean, the human body is the most unbelievable thing where there's so many instances where, you know, you practically do nothing. You just give it one little thing. It will, like, massively respond if you do five minutes of exercise a day. They found it can reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease by 48%. I mean, it becomes ridiculous because your body just says, gosh, give me anything, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, and, and you'll have a huge response. So we are talking to uh, Dr. Christine Horner. Her new book coming out is Radiant Health, Ageless Beauty. And that's on March 9th, 2016. And we're going to now move into maybe what more people like to talk about more in supplements, but food. So I know sure. that you were more of a plant-based person the last time I talked to you. Um, but tell me where you're at right now. Is that the same? And what do you think is an anti-aging diet? Sure. So I think that, um, you know, the research definitely supports that uh, predominantly a plant-based diet is the healthiest diet, and that's because the plants are packed full of vitamins and minerals and nutrients, but they also have hundreds of what we call plant chemicals or phytochemicals in them that are basically natural medicines. So some of them act exactly like chemotherapy, you know, they have huge antioxidants and, and uh, anti-inflammatory properties to them and so forth. So consuming as many plants, which means organically grown uh, vegetables, fruits, nuts, whole grains, and, um, as, and seeds, and also oils like omega-3 fatty uh, acids. So that's kind of a secret for really good health. Now, there's some people that don't do uh, that well with uh, like a vegan diet with absolutely no animal products in it, and it turned out I was one of those people. <laughs> I did that for eight years, and I progressively got more and more and more like fatigued, and I didn't know what was the matter with me. I'm a an athlete and, you know, do a lot of exercise every single day. So 
um, I saw a medical intuitive, and she said, you know, you're low on red meat protein. I said, darling, that's not happening because I haven't eaten meat since I was, you know, 14 years old, plus I have, you know, spiritual problems <laughs> with it too. But so she said, well, eat wild-caught salmon, you know, a couple times a week, and she goes, I think it'll change your life. And sure enough, probably about mm, two months into it, um, I was, you know, completely back to how I was like in my early 30s and my running times were, you know, shaved off minutes and stuff like that. So I thought, wow, I've been sitting here preaching this for <laughs> a decade and uh, now I just had personal experience with it. So I think, you know, doing some limited animal products, of course, all organic and, and wild-caught salmon is, you know, minimally toxic, um, you know, so really minimizing that. But, you know, the whole food pyramid that we had is really kind of something that, you know, is changed uh, where you definitely want the bottom of your food pyramid to be, you know, the fruits and vegetables and, you know, whole grains and all that kind of stuff and, you know, limited, you know, amounts of, of animal products. I don't have to do very much to, you know, maintain feeling fine, like maybe once every two weeks or something like that. But um, so would you rec- the healthiest. Yeah. I, I got it. Well, good for you for being, you know, it's hard when you're a health professional and you come out one way and then and then you change because you try to be truthful to yourself. I think Uh that's very admirable, very admirable. Um, Then are you, so let's hang with the omega-3 fats for a little bit. Um, Do you try and get them through the precursors such as alpha-linolenic acid? Well, it's not, it's an omega-3, but it's a short chain Uh one. Do you try and get... Yeah, you know, because again, I'm more, I I would say that my, my bent is like I'm 98, 99% vegetarian, you know, um, so I do flaxseed oil is, is what I do. And there's huge research, you know, showing that flaxseed oil is, you know, just as effective as doing uh, fish oils. And I know there's all those controversies about, oh, you know, you have to, like, take so much more of it, you know, to get it converted and get the, your levels up. But it does work. And it's like the, the truth is when you look at the studies that are showing what kind of an influence does it have on disease, it shows it has a huge, you know, influence on it. So... Um, I take, um, you know, omega-3 fatty acids. I do, the way that I eat has, um, I'm single and have been for a long time. <laughs> so I, um, my, my cooking has become simpler. So I started doing just really concentrated superfoods in smoothies, uh, you know, juicing and stuff like that. So I'm feeling like this, all I have to do is push a button and, uh, and I've got, you know, an incredible amount of nutrients that I'm getting, you know, into my body and it's, you know, extremely simple you know, way to do it. So um, I do a superfood smoothie, you know, every morning. I do, you know, juicing and and then, uh, you know, steamed vegetables mostly in the evening. So, Well, let, let's let's talk then. You, you, we've kind of dabbled with, let's talk about some of your favorite supplements. And then I'm assuming the medicinal movement means herbs in, in your chapter, or what does that mean? No, but medicinal movement is exercise. Oh, yeah. exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the, you know, the, I do have a chapter in about supplements because, you, re, you, you know, you truly can't get everything from your food. I mean, it's just not possible. So, you know, for instance, um, uh, there's certain, you know, supplements I recommend, like some basic ones, like if you want to do um, uh, vitamins, you know, because, like, if you're eating a, you know, vegetarian diet that's organic, there's, you know, you may not need a multivitamin, but vitamin D, for instance, there's been so much, you know, research that's been done on it now showing that it um, acts like a hormone and it's involved in thousands of different uh, gene uh, interactions. And, and so almost invariably what we find is that if people have a chronic disorder from cancer to, you know, multiple sclerosis to heart disease to whatever, you find that 
there's a correlation with low vitamin D levels. So taking extra vitamin D, I think, is, you know, very important. The only way that you can really know how much is by getting your blood levels test, tested. And um, I actually just started on, uh, to be on the scientific advisory board of the Organic and Natural Health Association, which is doing an international data collection on vitamin D to really see how valuable it is. So they have a home test kit that you can get. So you don't even have to go into your doctor's office. You can just purchase it online, and and uh, and then you can take do the test at home and send it in so you can find out what your levels are. But, you know, definitely vitamin D. Um, I think doing a omega-3 fatty acids we talked about, but I also think doing a um, superfood kind of um, supplement which has uh, is usually very high in antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, and so forth. So um, there's all sorts of kind of exotic ones that people have heard of as far as like the Ossei and then there's, you know, like pomegranates or whatever. But there's, uh, you know, another one like uh, called uh, leek from the lychee uh, fruit, which is from uh, Asia. But it's all of these different plants have them, have special what we call polyphenols in them that have particular medicinal properties to them. So, for instance, the lychee fruit is something that has a, a polyphenol called oligonol, and uh, it's very high as far as the uh, antioxidants are concerned and anti-inflammatories, and then it has some very specific kind of anti-aging effects to it as well where uh, it will reduce belly fat and lessens fatigue and uh, helps to protect against any kind of damage to your skin. So it, you know, really helps with your skin tone and improving kind of skin wrinkling and everything. But so those are, you know, trying to favor those kinds of things. Uh, turmeric is another one where I just think everyone should be taking turmeric. I mean, it's one thing that's got enormous anti-cancer properties to it, but it also is profound as far as all the other medicinal effects of it. They've mapped out 150 different ways, you know, that it works. And so, uh, you know, to me, it's you're not going to cook with turmeric every day in therapeutic dosages, so it's really important to, you know, take that supplementally. And then finally, um, another thing that I really recommend is a mushroom formula called uh, AHCC, which stands for Active Hexose Correlated Compound. It's out of Japan, and uh, there's actually been hundreds of studies on AHCC that shows that it has these profound effects in helping to support the immune system, like every cell in the immune system. And uh, one of the theories of aging is that as you get older, your, your immune system uh, becomes less functional, and it's one of the reasons that your body starts to break down. So it's a great way to keep your immune system strong, and not only does it have really profound anti-cancer effects you know, to it, and they actually prescribe AHCC in the hospitals to cancer patients because the survival statistics are so much better, but it's got huge antiviral and antibacterial, and I literally, I have become an evangelist over AACC since I started taking it. I heard about it maybe three years ago, and I used to always get like a cold maybe a year, uh, lots of stress and flying and all that kind of stuff, and ever since I started taking, uh, taking it, I have not been sick once, and I'm just like, you know... An evangelist. Plus, they found that HCC actually kills the HPV virus, which is responsible for cervical cancer, and it, there's no Western treatment that they found this effective, and they found that HCC kills it. So that's a great one, you know, just to really keep, you know, your immune system strong. So those are yeah, just uh, a few. Hot, hot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about what you do for movement. 
Sure. So, you know, uh, this is where the, the research is really fascinating. Like I mentioned before, where you can exercise for five minutes a day and reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease by 48%. So the human body is designed to move. And uh, we've even found that if you're sitting, you know, too much, so let's say like you sit more than five hours a day, it doesn't even matter if you exercise, it significantly increases your risk of chronic disease and can shorten your lifespan. So basically the concept is we're designed to move. So moving as much as possible is, um, you know, something that it, you should just kind of keep in mind, and that means getting up and walking, you know, like at least once an hour if you're sitting at a desk to, you know, get things flowing again. Um, you know, ideally what the American Heart Association and others have found is that, it, you know, the ideal amount of exercise is 30 minutes a day as a minimum, and brisk walking is just fine. There's, you know, enormous amounts of research showing that people that do brisk walking every single day have, you know, so many incredible health benefits from it that, um, you know, it's just pure medicine. And if you exercise more than that, you do get some additional benefits to it. But it's kind of interesting where you'd think that somebody who's doing, you know, super rigorous activity, running, you know, that kind of thing, that um, that would significantly affect their longevity and health much more than brisk walking. But in fact, what the research shows is that just brisk walking will give you the vast majority of those health benefits. And then if you exercise more than that, um, you get some additional ones, but it's a much smaller percentage, um, you know, with it. So, um, I, you know, I recommend doing yoga, a combination of yoga, uh, aerobic exercise, so you want stretching, plus yoga's got medicinal effects to it beyond that, but, you know, stretching your body, uh, doing aerobic exercise, and also doing strength training. Those three combinations are, you know, extremely important, and Again, we're so very fortunate because there's so much information about different programs that you can do and things where even if you can't get out of the house, you can use your own body weight, you know, for doing the strength training or, you know, aerobics kind of thing so you can fit it in, you know, at any time. And it, it can have, like I said, it's just unbelievable pure medicine to move your body. So after this fabulous day of exercise and stress and stuff, you're tired. <laughs> so I, I would say that, that sleep is probably the most common complaint that I get sleep disorders. And uh-huh. so first, tell us the importance of it for, you know, longevity and aging and health, but sure. then, then some pearls to help people sleep. Sure. So like uh, exercise, you know, uh, sleep is considered pure medicine, you know, and, and there's very specific ways that you have to sleep in order to get, reap the best medicine from it. So Ayurveda 5,000 years ago said going to bed by 10 o'clock and getting up by 6 o'clock are the ideal hours for sleep. And what research shows is that that is, in fact, true. And it all has to do with these hormonal balances. So um, as the sun goes down, the melatonin, our sleep hormone, starts to go up. And if you go to bed by 10 o'clock, then you will experience a spike in your melatonin levels between midnight and 2 a.m. that you absolutely don't want to miss because if you do, then the consequences are really spectacular. And so what they found is that if you stay up to midnight, your melatonin levels just flatten. And that's really bad for the human body because melatonin isn't just our sleep hormone. It also is a powerful antioxidant. It regulates hormones, estrogen, you know, in the human body. Um, it is uh, something that supports the immune system. So staying up late, you know, weakens the immune system and increases your risk of cancers and and uh, other chronic diseases. In fact, what the research shows is that people who stay up to midnight on a regular basis have almost twice the incidence of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and certain cancers. 
Great. <laughs> so I, I should be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you're doing other things to counteract yeah, I, it. But, I, well, it yeah. is, that, well, that is the, well, you can't get away with it with forever. But <laughs> I, right. every time I do a, a sleep question on a health professional, I, you know, you like crawl underneath the desk that I'm sitting in. All right. Let's move on to, um, oh, some pearls. So how do you get people to, are there any supplements you like or little uh, things that you'd like that help people sleep? Sure. So that, you know, sleep is a more complicated thing where a lot of things that you do during the day can affect your sleep at night. So normally what I do is when I um, do a consultation with somebody, then we really explore their whole diet and lifestyle where I can get, oh, this is what you're doing. You know, so exercising in the morning, um, you know, people who exercise in the morning have better sleep, you know, at night. If you exercise at night, it can be too stimulating and keep you up. Um, of course, how you eat, you know, has a big um too. So you want your main meal, according to Ayurveda, in the middle of the day, and that's when your digestive fires are at their maximum, so your digestion is best, and you want something really light in the evening, and you want to eat early. So, you know, 6 o'clock, no, not after 7 at, at all, so that you're not working to digest if you eat heavy foods like Americans do with the steak and the potatoes and everything, and you try to go to bed, you have a horrible time trying to sleep because your body's trying to digest, you know, uh, rather than sleeping. Um, and then emotional upsets, of course, are things that um, can prevent you or stress, you know, where you've got the stuff rattling around in your brain. So that's where doing effective stress-reducing techniques like meditation, Tai Chi, breathing exercises, and everything can kind of quiet your nervous system. And then, yes, there are some – I always approach things where it's like you need to kind of correct the things that you're doing that are out of balance before you start using herbs because herbs don't work very well if you continue to do the horrible diet lifestyle things, you know, that you're doing. So so there's one of my favorite sayings is that you can mop the floor, but you'll never get it dry if you don't turn off the faucet first. <laughs> so you got to turn off the faucet first. And then, you know, there's all sorts of different herbs that have been found to be um, kind of a sedative, um, you know, so things that most people probably have heard of, like chamomile, you know, the chamomile tea and, and uh, valerian and hops and, yeah, which you get in your beer, right? <laughs> uh, but taking it as an herb probably is a better, you know, <laughs> delivery mechanism, right? Um, so, yeah, so, and then there's, you know, there's a couple of different herbal formulas that I really like from Ayurveda companies, and the things that I like about uh, those companies, uh, products is that, you know, they're all blended exactly to precise Ayurvedic, you know, formulations and according to your body type, which, you know, is a little bit trickier because Ayurveda actually recognizes nine different body types and what brings one person into balance could bring another person out of balance. So it's not just kind of cookbook across the board uh, kind of prescriptions, but, you know, depending on your sleep issues, if you have problems falling asleep, um, it's different than the problems if you wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep. So there's a couple different herbal formulas um, for that. And I, one of the companies is called um, Maharshi Ayurveda Products International, or M-A-P-I, Mapi.com. And so they've got a couple ones that are... Um, you know, it's called deep rest, which, you know, prevents you from waking up in the middle of the night, and then blissful sleep, which, you know, helps you to fall asleep initially. And those things are magic. I mean, whenever <laughs> I've needed a little help, it's like I take one of those, and I'm telling you what, in, within minutes I'm out, and there's no hangovers or anything. You know, it's really balancing for your body. So there's some good things to take. Melatonin, you know, which is our natural sleep hormone, you can also take that as a supplement. And, um and that can work extremely well, you know, for people. And it, it also, melatonin has been found to have 
supplemental melatonin is extremely beneficial for lowering the risk of various different cancers, you know, too. Well, we are talking to Dr. Christine Horner, and, and before I ask her how to get the book, I wanted to go over a couple things. This book is loaded. I mean, there's a chapter on detoxification, leaning into longevity, good vibrations, you know, energy medicine, spiritual healing, glowing skin, which I'm sure everybody would like, and then her 30-day program. And then I love the appendices because, you know, I like to have a condition, being the practitioner that I am. So natural health for menopausal symptoms, healthy bones, healthy heart, diabetes, healthy breasts. So this book is loaded. But there's one thing that, that I wanted to, you to explain before we, we leave here is that you talk about Panchakarma, and you're the second person that has shared that with me is very successful and and it, it's a explain it to me pancha what panchakarma is sure so panchakarma is a uh, word that comes from ayurveda it's the name of their detoxification program and you know once again it's kind of isn't it fascinating that 5000 years ago when you know there was only organic foods available and um, and stress levels in theory were a little bit less than what they are now but they recognized that everybody really needs to have a detoxification a couple of times a year to keep the body functioning properly so um, when it, there's lots of different things that can bring toxins into the body and it's not just the modern day chemicals you know that we have are bad food but also if you have emotional upsets and you're eating you don't digest your foods uh, very well and it can cause these um, in Ayurveda they describe it as undigested you know food becomes what they call AMA A-M-A which is kind of this you know white kind of globby toxic stuff that really uh, plugs up the channels in your body and prevents it from um, uh, functioning properly so um, getting the toxins out uh, sometimes is the number one prescription that Ayurveda will give because nothing works in your body. You can't, I mean, you could eat the best foods in the world, but if you're all, you know, clogged up with toxins and stuff, then it's not going to really do any good. So um, their program, I mean, it would sound like it might be uncomfortable um, or unpleasant, but actually what it, it's done in a spa-like setting, it has all sorts of really luxurious wonderful <laughs> treatments that are done that are lots of massage, you know, heat treatments, lots of oils, you know, that you're having with the massage. And they're all designed to um, cause the impurities in the body and toxins to kind of lift out, particularly out of the fat cells where we store a lot of these toxins and then um, eliminate them from the body. And and so uh, when I first did this program what, 20 years ago, um, I, did, I did like a three-day program to begin with. And then after about 48 hours, I looked in the mirror, and I looked 10 years younger and never felt better in my life. And I thought, oh, my God, these people really know something. So um, doing this kind of um, program, and actually there's a bunch of different Ayurvedic clinics that do Panchakarma throughout the United States now, so we're fortunate about that. But um, it's something that um, once you have that purification I mean first of all you cannot believe how you look and feel and then everything in your body is functioning like so much better a lot of you know again with chronic diseases we talk about that you know western medicine says hey we can't really improve it at all we're just suppressing symptoms a lot of those things will uh, get tremendously better people have you know huge amounts of weight loss you know that can occur too because those toxins are kind of clogging up you know the body's ability to release the weight you know from it um, so, you know, to me it's um, crucially important to do uh, some type of detoxification. Maybe if you can't afford, you know, to go to Panchakarma or take the time off. I also in that chapter have all sorts of home 
uh, kind of detoxifications that you can do. And, you know, simple, simple things, uh, infrared sauna, if you have um, access to that, that's got huge benefits in helping to eliminate toxins, you know, from the body. And um, But, yeah, just being conscious about, you know, needing to do that because we do get this toxic buildup, particularly, you know, in our modern times with all the chemicals that we're exposed to. So very, very important for the body to function properly. Does your 30-day program kind of lead people on what to do each day, or how does that work? Yeah, so basically, um, you know, what I do is um, I always think, you know, when I wrote my first book, I, I did it kind of in this format, too, where it's like, okay, when you read a book, you got all this information, and then you're kind of, like, overwhelmed. Like, where do I even start, and what do I, you know, what should I do? And so the 30-day program is something that's designed to introduce a new um, you know, thing for a healthy, you know, activity, food, supplements, something, you know, health, something healthy habit that you can introduce um, so every single day. Um, so it just gives you this kind of simple format where you can say, okay, like day one, what do I need to do? Love and honor yourself. Like I said, it's the most important thing, right, <laughs> is uh, is uh, self-love, you know, too, in addition to having good relationships. And, and, uh, and then it just gives activities. So I have an activity each day where it's like, okay, um, let's go do this. Go, you know, discover a new fruit because a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't like fruit and stuff. And it's like, well, you just haven't gone to the grocery store or the farmer's market and say, hey, you know, let me try something exotic and different that I haven't tried. It's like, okay, so that's another day. All these things are simple, but it's basically taking you by the hand and helping you to incorporate all the things that I've um, talked about in the book. Do, um, I don't want to leave without this one. Is it how can you give me your uh, short overview on hormones, bioidentical hormones? What do you think? Uh, you don't use them, not necessary, harmful. Right. What, what do you think? Yeah, um, they have very limited use where they're beneficial. So if somebody has um, a surgical menopause, so they've had a hysterectomy and they immediately go into menopause. They got to have some hormonal support. So that's when you know it's really a, a good you know scenario where uh, bioidentical hormones could be used. Um, the problem is, is that, um, you know, when we had the pharmaceutical hormones, you know, we had all this kind of media, you know, stuff about, oh, they were the answer to, you know, aging and everyone should be on them and blah, blah, blah. And now, um, we, of course, we found out that they cause breast cancer, significant elevation in that as well as, you know, heart disease, strokes, dementia. I mean, you could just go on and on. So now there's been this trend where it's like, oh, let's just use bioidentical hormones. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> well, what the research shows is that the higher or more estrogen that a woman is exposed to over her lifetime, the higher her risk of breast cancer is. And uh, we can give a you know prime example, which is that uh, the age of puberty in the United States has dropped tremendously, which we think is from you know toxins and growth hormones and foods and all sorts of stuff. But worldwide, the average age of um, of puberty is 16 to 17 years old, and now in the United States is 10 years old. Well, what happens if a girl starts her period at age 10 versus age 16? We find that she has a 50% higher incidence of breast cancer for the rest of her life, and that's because with each menstrual period, there's a surge of estradiol, the strongest, most abundant form of the estrogen, and the one that's most linked to breast cancer. So we could say, well, is she producing bioidentical hormones? <laughs> I think she is, right? So the more hormones you're exposed to, the higher your risk is. Now, in Ayurveda, in which I completely believe that this is just common sense approach with this, 
I don't think we're smart enough to treat the human body like a chemistry set and that you, uh, the much um, more sane approach really is to say, okay, if we look at the human body like a tree, <laughs> we're out there like pruning the leaves if we're trying to like give somebody hormones versus saying let's go down and water the roots, which will cause the whole tree to flourish. So when you do all the things, which I've you know, kind of outlined in my book, which is a complete holistic approach from, from your diet and your lifestyle and so forth, so you do those things that brings your body into balance, then you're not going to have any menopausal symptoms at all. Those symptoms are there because you have imbalances in your body, and they usually show up after a lifetime of imbalances going on. Finally, your body can't really uh, balance itself as easily as it did when you were younger, and they show up as these menopausal symptoms. So you could say, all right, what do I need to do to rebalance my body? And I've had a number of women where the, I, the first thing they say is, okay, let me try going to bed before 10 o'clock. They go to bed before 10 o'clock, their hot flashes go away, like that simple. So it's, it's kind of your inner healing intelligence telling you, hey, there's something you're doing I don't like, and I'm giving you symptoms to tell you hot flashes, mood swings, and everything. And instead of asking the question, well, what am I doing that you don't like that I can correct, we just go to the doctor and get hormones and shut her up, shut up that internal healing intelligence, you know. And there's bad fallout, you know, from taking hormones. Like I said, they... Bioidentical hormones can increase your risk of breast cancer. It's not as much as what we saw with the pharmaceuticals, but it still does. And you have to follow people for 20 years to get good data on breast cancer, and we haven't followed people for 20 years, you know, on bioidentical hormones. So, like I said, it just makes much more sense to say, okay, these symptoms are coming from imbalances. Let's correct those imbalances. The side benefits of correcting those imbalances is you're going to feel incredibly good and probably tons of other symptoms are going to go away, your energy is going to be better, all that kind of stuff, instead of, again, treating yourself like a human chemistry set and trying to, and a lot of doctors don't do this where they'll just kind of say, okay, let's give you progesterone, okay, let's give you testosterone, okay, we'll give you some estrogen, but they're not, um, you know, we just weren't designed to have to take hormones like that and that we don't have enough intelligence, like I said, to be playing around with these really toxic, you know, substances where, you know, they found progesterone can increase your risk of, of breast cancer in certain instances. Testosterone is one of the, is a huge promoter of it. So there's just no reason to be doing something that's potentially dangerous to your health when um, the better approach is doing something that is causing radiant health, ageless beauty, and extraordinary longevity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got your opinion on hormones. It hasn't changed much. So let me ask you this then, though. You said something without getting back into the, the argument or discussion about bioidenticals. You said treating your body like a chemistry set. Well, what? All right. So if we take your argument, hormones are treating your body like a chemistry set, uh -huh. but you're taking supplements. So what is the difference? What is your one is okay and one's not? Well, most of the supplements that I recommend are more, it's not like they're um, a specific, like, hormone kind of a thing. They're much more like food-based, you know, kinds of things. So it's, you know, to me it's like you could say, let's take broccoli and we'll pull out, like, you know, one chemical from it or another chemical, you know, from it rather than just saying just eat your broccoli, you know, kind of a thing. So, it, you know, for me it's like looking at, it's much more, uh, broader food-based, you know, kinds of things. Like I'm saying take turmeric. You know, it's, turmeric's got uh, thousands of constituents, you know, that are in it. Omega-3 fatty acids, kind of the same thing. So I'm not, 
overall, I don't recommend like isolated ingredients that are acting like pharmaceutical drugs. Um, so there is, I don't know if that makes sense to you as far as the difference. It's a little bit different, but I, I, uh-huh. I mean, it's a little watered down version, <laughs> but it's still uh-huh. messing with, it's still messing with your chemistry. So let me ask you one last thing. Cause now you got me, can you give five um, tips? Cause I, well, most of this program would help males or females, by the way, I mean, uh-huh. I'm reading this, but five healthy tips for the breast. So Five healthy tips for the breast. Okay. Healthy breast. Well, um, you know, you know, the interesting thing is that, that when I went through all the things, you know, in my uh, breast cancer book looking at, okay, what are the things that really increase the risk, you know, uh, and help to protect against it, it's the same things that will lower your risk of every kind of, you know, chronic disease. Um, the same things that cause uh, breast cancer are the same things that cause Ill, Ill health in general. So, you know, like we talked about, going to bed by 10 o'clock, huge. Um, exercising every day, you know, reduces your risk from, you know, up to even 80% if you do more rig- rigorous exercise with it. The vitamin D we talked about, you know, has got a very strong association with it, you know, the turmeric and, and green tea. So there's a number of, you know, kind of food, uh, black seeds, you know, another really huge uh, food as far as uh, lowering your risk, one of the most important ones that you can possibly do. And, um, you know, the the feeling loved and supported, that, you know, we're we're talking breast cancer happens over your heart area of your uh, chest, so that's considered a fourth chakra, you know, issue, and um, the psychological studies that are done in breast cancer patients oftentimes show that they've had um, significant traumas, relationship issues, you know, things that uh, really are affecting the heart, heartbreaks. So um, that's an unbelievably important area, too, to do an evaluation of the people that are in your life. Are they loving and supportive, or are they toxic? And if they're toxic, say, say bye. you got 7 billion people you can choose from. (laughs) (laughs) Only choose people that are loving and supportive. (laughs) (laughs) 7 billion people, that's good. All right, well, Dr. Horner, thanks so much for coming on the show and uh, just sharing your your stuff, and we'll try and, uh, so your book is out on March 9th. How do people get a hold you know of what? it? It's, it's available for pre-order right now on okay. my website uh-huh, and on Amazon.com. So uh, my website, again, is drchristinehorner.com, D-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-H-O-R-N-E-R.com. Um, if you pre-order, you get a free gift, which is a, uh, you'll be able to download a video of um, me doing a lecture about, uh, you know, all the topics of the books. Um, and then also uh, you can order on Amazon, too, as a pre-order. Well, Dr. Horner, thank again for being on the show today, and I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to this edition of the Staying Healthy Today show. Remember, I will have links in the description below the podcast and YouTube about uh, how to get to Dr. Horner's website and the book. And until next time, stay and be well. <laughs>